Wales looking to upset the odds in South Africa. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll also hear about life with the under-20s at the Summer Series in Italy from inside the camp there. We will start with Wales out in South Africa and a strong side, boosted by the returns of the likes of George North and Dan Lydiot, with a debut for Leicester flanker Tommy Ruffer which was the first question to coach Wayne Pivot. Look, we've been watching him for a while. He's been playing some really great rugby for Leicester Tigers, and so form's a big thing. Also, he's been playing a lot of rugby recently, and a lot of our squad haven't. So uh, when we've looked at the selection, we've obviously factored in the amount of rugby some players have or haven't had. So look, we're excited for him getting the opportunity. He's trained well, so he's looking forward to a special moment. South Africa, Pretorius, baptism and play for his first game, yeah, but as I say, he's been playing in a pretty tough competition week in and week out, and uh, I think he's proven himself over time at that level, and now is, uh, we think, the time to expose him, and he'll learn a lot, I'm sure. On the other end, you've got Daniel Dean and George North back, a lot of experience, they've been out for a long time. How important is that in this sort of game? Yeah, pleased to see them both back in the environment. Um, they bring a lot of leadership, they bring a lot of experience, obviously, and they have been missed uh, in the environment. So, you know, a year's a long time to be out. They're both really, really excited. They're bringing a lot of energy to training, as you'd expect, and a lot of rugby knowledge. So we're looking forward to getting them both out on the park and I'm sure they're going to uh, enjoy the occasion as well. Alan Jones on the bench, the world he's not perhaps used to in Wales, just to give us an idea of what we're thinking behind that. I think it's just where Al's come from. And I think uh, he's building back into it really, really nicely. He's trained very, very well. And you've got to look at the South African side that we're going to face. 6-2 6-2 split as we expected. They're going to be coming at us over the 80 minutes and you know we're going to have a lot of experience if you look at our bench to finish the game. So you know we've looked long and hard at how, who we start and who finishes the game and we think um, the balance on this occasion is, is the right one. Josh did he fall into that bracket as well because he's been a regular starter he's been fit for well. He has and um, we're looking at the opposition who we're playing, their strengths, line-out's going to be a big uh, part of the game I think. And so uh, Dan just gives us a little bit extra of the line-out, and that's probably what's the tip that selection. Test of facing South Africa, three tests in South Africa. Is it all that you know what that's going to be like? Oh, look, I think everybody knows uh, what you're coming to. You, you've got this rich history. Uh, a lot's made of, you know, playing at altitude. For us, it's exciting. We're relishing the opportunity because we haven't had a summer tour away as a group, so we haven't had that sort of touring feeling, if you like. And if the first week's anything to go by, the boys are, are really enjoying it. They're enjoying being in a different climate. It is a massive challenge, world champions in their backyard too at altitude. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a good test for us. It's going to show us exactly where we are. They're going to expose some weaknesses, I'm sure, and it'll give us a lot to work on going forward. And the players will be wearing black armbands in memory of Phil Bennett. How important is it that you, you mark uh, a legend of the Welsh game? Yeah, you're right. He, he's been a legend of the, of the game, I think, uh, respected worldwide and you know, just uh, very sad for his family and for all Welsh fans, really, to see Phil pass. But, look, we'll be doing our best to put on a, a great performance in memory of Phil and, and for the fans back home. And the country where he obviously started the Lions in 1974. Yeah, there's a lot there, a lot of emotional things, uh, which will be buzzing around around kickoff time, I'd imagine. But the main thing for us is that we, we get focused pretty early on and we make sure that we start the game very, very well. Scrum half is a position that's been a bit of a carousel for injury reasons as much as anything. 
Partings to not. What are you hoping to see from him? Yeah, pretty much what he did against England in 21 and what he did off the bench against England. He needs to play in some big games and start. We've got a World Cup around the corner. We all know what Thomas can do and he's coming back from a, an injury himself. So again, probably you know, in a week's time, uh, that selection may be different. We don't know. We'll wait and see how this uh, game pans out. But certainly we know how well Thomas can play and we're expecting him to inject something from the bench. Lewis uh, gets a nod over Alex Cuthbert on the wing. Obviously, he was, was part of the side of the Six Nations for a little while. What do you mean of his reaction at Gloucester over the last few weeks and months? And what are you hoping to see from him on the Well, he's certainly looking in, in good shape. He's trained well. Um, probably the best shape he's come into camp, uh, to be fair. He's worked hard. Uh, Alex is just uh, probably a week short as well from a, an individual that he's had with his back. So, But what we want is we want a fit squad going forward and we want a lot of competition for places and we're starting to get that. Uh, certainly it's been a, a very, very good training week. The boys have enjoyed a couple of days just to settle in and then uh, they've worked really, really hard since Monday. So they're excited. They understand the challenge ahead of them and uh, you know, there are some disappointed boys, clearly, whenever you name a side, but uh, they've all rallied around each other and, and are now pushing each other on for a, a big performance this weekend. Both teams have been played for a while, but um, the Springboks are probably <coughs> going to be rusty. Do you see this first game as an opportunity to, to knock them over? 100%, I think, our focus is on the first test for a number of reasons. We can't get ahead of ourselves. We've got a job to do over the 80 minutes. But you did right, and both teams have come together. We haven't had a lot of rugby for a lot of our players because of the performances of the clubs in the URC. So they have come together from an array of countries. So for us, it's, it's probably a level playing field. And other times of the season, it may not be when we come together for our autumn. So for us, we're excited by the, the fact that it is pretty much a level playing field in terms of time together as squads. Uh, so it makes the first test vital one for both teams. Certainly does, and it is an exciting prospect. Captain Dan Bigger was in South Africa last summer with the Lions, of course, so he knows just how tough the task is. So, how's he feeling about that? Exciting. Um, I think I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a little bit of nerves as well, because I think for, for me, I'm, I think it's good to be nervous. It's good when you're a little bit nervous. You, we know the challenge that lies awaits on Saturday. It's probably up there with the biggest challenges in, in world rugby, playing the, the world champions the number one ranked team in their own backyard at altitude in front of 50,000 sort of Springbok supporters. So it's about as tough as it gets, but what the squad have done and off the back of a disappointing end of the Six Nations is we've sort of really come together and just said that this is almost like a fresh start now in terms of a clean slate, wipe everything behind and and just go out there with a bit of freedom and, and really express ourselves. And Because if we listen to everything that's being reported, if we listen to to everything in the media, to fans, to pundits, to everyone... We may as well not turn up. We may as well just have three weeks on holiday here. So from our point of view, it'll show a lot of character about us on, on Saturday and, and I'm hoping that that can shine through. It's been a while since Wales have been here as well, hasn't it? It's been eight years. Yeah, 2014, where we very nearly got a job done in the second test. Just couldn't get it over the line. But um, it's been brilliant to come back here, in fairness, to the country, the hospitality we received. Obviously, a few of us were here last year when it was very different in terms of stuck in a hotel for basically 23 hours of the day, really, in terms of an hour out for training. And it was really tough work, but it's been great to be able to sort of go over to the casino, go out and about. A few of us went across to the Lion and the Safari Park yesterday and a bit of golf on Sunday. So it's just been great to be back touring as well and there's not many better countries to tour than, than here so we're, we're lucky in that and we're just trying to enjoy ourselves as much as possible not put too much pressure on ourselves 
and hopefully that will help us on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's um, I think we've spoken. There's not many more words you can say about Phil. I think it's, it's up to us to put in a performance to honour Phil as well. You know, all the words have been spoken about Phil, a true great, and again, pass the condolences on from the squad to his family. But we're hoping that with that performance, we can put a bit of pride back for for him as well. Imagine the nerves there. You know what's coming. Is it a case of getting? Yeah, I think there's no fear involved. There's there's absolutely no fear, but I think it's good to be nervous because if you're not nervous, you you, you take things a little bit lax and you know you, you don't quite get it right or you're not quite mentally prepared. And on Saturday, if you're gonna, you're not quite mentally prepared on Saturday, it's about as bad a place as you can be. So and sometimes as well, with the, I found this over the course of the careers, when you've got young guys coming in who perhaps haven't played you before or, or experienced what it's like to play against this side, you have nothing to compare it to and you have no fear in it because you haven't faced it, you don't know what it's about. And, and I think that's a really good thing for us as a squad. There's a lot of boys who haven't experienced it and are, and are just chomping at the bit to go out and, and get stuck into what is a world-class you know, 15 on 23, which are the Springboks have named. So from that point of view, I think it's about, it's a good mix of experience in the squad who've been there, experienced this country and um, this team, played against this team before, and, and a mix of boys who sort of haven't faced it and, and have almost got no fear in that because that they just want to get stuck in and, and build a reputation for themselves and, and just get stuck into a pretty good side. George is back for first line of I think as well, sometimes it doesn't always mean, but sometimes when you see a team sheet and you see names like George is on it as well, that makes a huge difference to a bit of a psyche as well. So we're, we're really pleased to have him back. He was he was going nicely in that 13 shirt before he had a, a nasty injury. So really good for us to be able to sort of match a little bit of power as well with, with someone like him coming in, which will give us a bit of a different dimension. And, and like you said, a bit of a carrying option in midfield as well. And along with Nick Tompkins, who I think has been absolutely brilliant for Saracens this year in fairness so it'll be really good to see how the, the two of them combine together Kieran Hardy yeah well I think what Kieran brings is a real I suppose scrum half skill set is passing and kicking are, are absolutely superb on the money you know and, and I think when you come to a place like this you you kicking game and your basics have to be really good if your basics aren't on top of it then, you, then you're in a bit of trouble so I think what Kieran would be sort of encouraged to do is just make sure he does the basics well, controls that, uh, I suppose, the, the forwards in front of him. Just is accurate. I think that's a big thing in a place, you know, because you look at what the opposition are bringing and it's almost you have more respect for them because you, you kind of know exactly what's coming, but stopping it is very, very difficult because they're so accurate, so powerful, so sort of together. So I think from our point of view, it's about making sure that we don't give anything easy to them early doors. So I think from Kieran's point of view, it'll be about making sure that his skill set is just nice and accurate. We played here in 2014, the first test in Durban, and we were out of the game inside 25 minutes. We got absolutely blown away and it was very difficult to chase. A very, they're a very difficult team to play against at the best of times, let alone when you've got to chase a game. So I think for us, it's about starting well, not getting too focused on the end result, because I think we have to take this game a 10-minute spell at a time or phase-to-phase -phase mentality. So... We're all aware of what lies in wait if we can pull off one of the best best Welsh victories in, in certainly in the modern era. So, but I think the process for us is very much thinking about Saturday and right and starting really well. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
Wales had never won in South Africa before, though they were mighty close on the last tour, so it really would be historic. A different task for Wales under-20s out in Italy for the summer series, where Graham Gillespie caught up with defence coach Craig Everett. We've had a few days now to reflect on a great opening win against Scotland. Uh, what are your reflections? Really pleased with the defence going into Scotland. We had things we, we highlighted we need to work on from the Six Nations, and I feel we got them across. I thought we worked well together as a group, and a really hard unit to break down. So uh, overall, uh, four tries in the first half, three in the second. You can't ask for more than that, can you? No, it was really pleasing. I think boys are really accurate in their attacking sets, playing some really, really smart rugby. So it was a really, um, really positive and really good starting point for the tournament. And it was noticeable there was maybe one or two kicking options that hadn't been there previously. Is that because of the work that Lee Halfpenny's been putting in with the boys? Oh, definitely. I think Lee's worked hard with the boys, uh, along with Byron and Sean in training. We've put the boys into a lot of kicking battles, getting the boys to trust staying in the kicking battles. Don't break early, and I think that was evident in the game. I think we had a lot of success uh, out to Scotland in winning the battles. Because obviously uh, two minutes up and you scored through uh, was it Joe Hawkins kicking across field. So Ollie and the uh, touching down in the corner, so it's obviously bearing fruit. Yeah, it's good. We even if it was a dodgy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it come off his shin, but um, we'll take it. That option has been there for us for the whole Six Nations. We failed to capitalise on it, so it's really pleasing that coming into the first game that that option was on, and we could see we're in a better place now with the boys scanning, and we're taking that option on. So it just makes teams have to defend our space, so then we create opportunities to go through the middle. So it's quite clever by the boys. So when you've got like this competition, there's 26 players with, with a lot of subs. Do you actually go in there thinking you're going to utilise all those subs, or do you take it as it comes? Oh, that, that's a really tricky question because it's the first time I've experienced having 11 subs. And if you take a step back and look at it, making 11 changes can totally disrupt your exactly. team. So would that explain why maybe some of the the penalties were in French? You got, you got guys keen coming on, wanting to make an impact, and you know. Yeah, obviously, I, I think that uh, the, the boys, when they come on, then they, they are fresh and they want to try and make an impact on the game, so they've just got to control their adrenaline. I think we were lucky against Scotland because, like you said, we had the four tries in the first half. It did give us the freedom that we could right. take the two centres off, take the two second rows off. So look after the team as a and, and just start thinking of five-day turnarounds yeah. of games. And have you noticed a difference uh, since the Six Nations finished to up to this point and, and within the squad? Is there a different vibe? or is there, you know, Oh, de- definitely. Obviously, where the calibre of players have come in, mm-hmm. they've added so much experience and value to the team. But also, the boys who are in the Six Nations squad to now, they've matured so much. Like, the experience of Six Nations, you can see, has helped them grow and stuff. So uh, the boys are on a, on a really nice journey. And it's really good to be a part of that and see that happening. And Graham also caught up with a couple of the players to find out the background to how the squad are finding things in Italy. With the interview conducted under a canopy in pouring rain. So it isn't all San Sea and rugby. Adam Williams, I'm a tight head prof. My name's Mackenzie Martin, I'm a back row. Okay, boys, we've been here for nearly a week now. How have you enjoyed it so far? It's been like, good to be fair, like just being in camp with the boys and I do from quite a tight knit group. Um, we've sort of been training for about three or four weeks before coming here, but now especially being in the hotel together, um, definitely with a more tight-knit group, and it's, it's been good, like, activities, good, you know, having a lot of fun, so, yeah. 
obviously a lot's been made about you know the, the more experienced guys coming in, but what about younger guys coming in for their first taste of independence? Uh, how, how do you think your colleague here is uh, adapted to things out here? Yeah, I think the boys like they've you know none of them have been have been shy or you know they hang back. They've all lost up game, got involved, and uh, definitely shown why you know their their talents and why they're here amongst like you know some of the boys like. Forbes Mason, who, who you know had a lot of pro games, yeah. and they've shown why just as much why they can be here as, as, as anyone else, and they've not hang back. You know, they've got involved with, with social situations, and yeah, there's, there's no different way anyone else. Really. And how have you sort of enjoyed the environment you know coming in? Yeah, it's been good to learn off some of the boys who've uh, you know been a, around this environment before. So like Chris, Dav, Hawkins, Mason, as you said. These boys have probably been around these environments before, these sort of situations, so they're pretty sound. Good asking questions, you know, everyone's good lads in this group. So, yeah, it's been pretty enjoyable so far and loads of learning. I don't know about you, but I've been sending photos or videos back, and all people see is the sunshine and think we're all out on the holiday, but it's not like that, is it? Nah, it's not, it's, nah, it's definitely, it's, all, it's the opposite of holiday. Like, we get downtime and stuff because you've got to be able to recharge, but if you're not playing or you're on the bench, you're training the next day, and then you continue training up until the game, really. So there's no point of where it's a holiday unless we've got days off and we can experience Italy. But that's really the only time we get yeah. off. We've seen stuff back in the, all people see is the 35 degree heat. Can you explain what it's like training in that sort of environment? Because it is, the humidity is zapping, isn't it? Yeah, like. It's, and as you big boy, you, the big boys up front, I mean. Yeah, it's, you sort of like. It would be easier if we were out there in, in you know, vests and small shorts wearing like thick rugby jerseys and sort of feel the heat and sweat and after about 10 minutes of running your mouth is just really dry when you're playing in it it's a totally different experience to when you're, you're sat you know on a sun lounge or on holiday like you know we are here to train and we're out on the pitch and there's mosquitoes biting you everywhere and you've got the sweat and the heat and, and we've got to pack down in a scrum where you've got nice. eight people <laughs> Or sweating and breathing heavily in 35 degree heat. It's it's not nice, but I think we're starting to adapt to it now and making those adaptations and changes that we need to to, to get used to it. Because you know we're playing teams like Georgia and Italy, who their environment, their climate, that they're used to. So we've got a we're sort of playing catch up there, and it's, it's certainly an advantage for them. You know, Italy on their home turf, it's it's no different for them. Whereas we're here panting and with dry mouths and drenched in sweat it's definitely a, a different experience to November on, when I was playing on Eugene Cross Park in, in the mud forever veiled so, that, that seems like a lifetime yeah, ago I yeah think. it does Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago so it's definitely a different experience but it's one that I'm really enjoying so, yeah. so uh, you were fortunate to come on and get your first cap what was yeah. that like? yeah it was a good experience I enjoyed to come off the bench I know we, we were up by a few points anyway so um, you know, we were just really about seeing the game off does that sort of help you, though, because the momentum's sort of going forward, so you're actually, you know, joining at a, a good time, really, so... I mean, I'd be happy to come on any time, to be honest. I was grateful just to get my cap, so... Yeah. And I had a good few minutes, so I think about 30 minutes on there, so... That, I was grateful for the amount of time I got on there. Now, people listening won't realise that it's customary for first caps to uh, sing a song in front of their peers. Yeah. Talk us through your song choice and why. Uh, so I uh, sung Sweet Dreams. Yeah. I can't remember who it was by, but um, I swung... Eurythmic. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So I'm I, old, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> I sing that song because um, it's pretty well-known, so all the boys will know it. And then um, if I sang it, all the boys are joining along, so it's pretty much not just me singing on my own random songs. So, so. is it like a cheats code then? Basically, yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs>
Right. So uh, you guys have got off to a great win against Scotland to kick off the campaign. You know, how, how did it feel coming off the pitch with uh, that win behind you? Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Like we, we came here and the theme was definitely to right some wrongs from from the Six Nations. You know, we we coming up against Italy, who we, we fell short to in in March. So we're here to make a statement and say that we're a better side now. We, we've got more firepower, but as well the boys that were with us in the Six Nations come on leaps and bounds and made lots of improvements. So. You know, to get that first win under our belt, it was really important. It was a team that obviously we played Scotland in the Six Nations, we were victorious there, but we knew that they were coming there thinking they owed us one. So we needed to lay down a statement for the rest of the tournament that we are in different Wales to what they came up against, you know, in the winter. And, and that was, I think, what we did in that game, and then just sort of pushing on from sort of little things that we needed, that we looked at and needed to work on from, from Scotland. and one of the biggest areas of concern for Byron is the giving away penalties. Can you rectify that? Because I think it was 17 in the game against Scotland. That's a lot of penalties. Pretty good in the first half, and then where we we kind of brought a load of subs on, including myself. So like, um, it was bare muddled up coming from loads of boys who have been on there for 50, 60 minutes, and. A lot of the new boys on there, everyone got loads of energy, everyone just wants to... Yeah, because with the 26, you've got a lot more subs coming on as well. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. So it's not just one change here, yeah. another change there. It's loads of boys coming on at the same time, and everyone just wants to, you know, prove themselves. So sometimes we can just hold back on that a little bit and yeah. stay disciplined, especially in those last 20 minutes when that's where the game really lies. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, we're going to come up against other teams in the tournament that aren't going to let us get away with seen the 17 penalties and there are going to be teams that are going to punish you for that, they're going to kick points, they're going to kick to the corner, so we definitely need to tighten down on discipline there and yeah, we sort of looked at, at each individual case and come up with what the themes were and, and how we can rectify those, so yeah. What are your expectations for the uh, tournament as a whole? Are you hoping to go all the way? And Yeah, well you, you come into every tournament wanting to win every game and the challenge for whatever rewards are at the end of this tournament so I think yeah that is the obviously yeah we want to win every single game so yeah that is our target there and I think just on personal performance it's a great shop window a great sort of platform for, for players to perform on, a, on an international stage so you know there's a lot of got, I know boys have got a lot of goals individually to really show what they can do so they can go back to their regions and you know really target and push on for the next season to be playing some professional regular regional rugby which is a personal target that I set for myself so. so as one of the new boys did you set yourself any targets you know coming into the competition probably just when it comes to game time just smash someone you know if I get time on there just make sure I just make an impact if it's off the bench if it's starting whatever it is just make sure I go up there and do the business you know before the camp even started you know I only knew a few weeks before I was going to be coming so so to be honest I'm just grateful to be here I'm grateful to get trained with the boys uh, trained by the coaching staff so um, yeah so I just kind of got to repay them for trusting me to come out here and then when I go on the pitch and just do my job guys thanks for your time thank you thank you very much Wales made it two from two with a hard fought 30-24 win over Georgia plenty more behind the scenes access to the 20s camp in the next couple of weeks from the Watch Rugby Union podcast let's hope for an exciting game this weekend in South Africa too much more next week but until then, goodbye.